You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry Sanderson on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. All number four, Tennessee beat number 11, Auburn, in a battle of ranked teams, 92 to 84. Fifth ranked, Marquette, number six, Arizona. Eighth ranked, Iowa State, and number 10, Duke, were winners in the top 10. Inside the Locker Room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. And good morning. Welcome in to a Thursday edition of Inside the Locker Room. 205-342-9904 is the phone number if you want to jump in on the show with us this morning. It's a number for all the shows here at Tide 100.9. The X accounts at Locker Room 109 at Barry Sanderson at Wimp Sanderson 1. Email address for the show, wimpandbarry at yahoo.com. Get that app on your smartphone you can take us with you anywhere you go to Tide 100.9 app. There also is a chat box on the app, and we get the messages. And most of the time, we'll read them right over the air and discuss uh, them. Or a lot of times, we ask a question, and the listeners are uh, really good to help us uh, send us the information that we're asking. So we appreciate that as well. You got Justin Jones behind the glass, uh, getting you in and out of the show. We appreciate Justin each and every day. Uh, being with us. Of all the colors, yellow is the most important, at least when it comes to building outdoors, no matter what your project is this season. Pier, deck, fence, pergola, be sure to head down to your local Yellowwood dealer for Yellowwood brand, pressure-treated pine. Yellowwood offers the best protection from rot, fungal decay, and termite attacks, so it's no wonder Yellowwood is a choice for building outdoors. If you're going to build, build it right. Go down to yellowwood.com. Uh, you put your zip code in, you can find the dealer that is closest to you. And always remember, if it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, then believe me, you don't want it. People will never let the game finish. Uh, if you look on social media, which I should not do, at 37-23, Dad, everybody had Bama buried. But uh, we know this team can come back from deficits. We saw them do it at Georgia. And uh, Estrada was terrific with a triple-double last night. Uh, good morning. How are you this morning? I'm doing okay. Anytime you have four or five perimeter people who who can beat you off the dribble, shoot the three, uh, get the ball to the inside people. Uh, Cosby uh, comes in as a freshman kid, um, has six people in double figures, and Griffith is always somebody that's overlooked. He always hits a big shot. Of course, you have Sears and Strada. And so you have those four guys uh, in there with Nelson and them inside. Alabama um, had... Um, I think uh, seven more threes than Ole Miss, uh, which is the last time I looked, 21 points. And uh, they got the basketball inside off the, off the dribble. And, uh, Ole Miss is ready to play. They did a good job of getting after them the first half, I thought, and uh, stayed in the game for a while. Alabama is just too strong offensively. Alabama, and as I said, I, I, I predicted four lot, four, four win. Alabama's either going to win it or tie for it. They're not going to be any further down than that. Uh, the, the schedule does not favor Tennessee at all. If you want to look at schedule last night, uh, if you want to look at big wins besides your home team, uh, South Carolina going into A and M and winning by two was a big win for them. They are mm-hmm. they have really done a nice job with their team. We keep I keep thinking, keep saying, you know, they're they're eleven four. I keep saying well they're going to get beat, but they end up not doing so. The the big thing about that, and they have 
they have Tennessee at home. Uh, they've already beaten them once. Doesn't mean anything, but uh, you got to give this guy a lot of credit. He's done a good job. Of course, Alabama done a great job too. So right now, as we stand, twelve and three for Alabama and Tennessee. South Carolina eleven and four. Auburn. Auburn has the weakest schedule of the three. We'll probably end up thirteen five. They'll have to go on and they'll have to play well in that Missouri. Although you can laugh at that, Missouri hadn't won. You better play it well there. The other two are at home uh, against State, I think it is, and Georgia. So Auburn is probably going to end up thirteen uh, five. Doesn't really matter. Fourteen four is uh, is going to be second place. Alabama may end up being being uh, I think has a real good shot. To, to be the winner, I'm not trying to put any jinx on them. I just schedule wise, if you try to study that the way I do, you pretty th- th- feel that way. Kevin Clark had 33 last night. Uh, uh, I don't know who uh, uh, this Woodward kid is, but she was a great player. But to her average, her score is 3,650 points. Uh, on the other basketball stuff that I want to mention, particularly, so we're down to it now with three games left in the SEC. And uh, we'll see. You know, we'll we'll see what happens. And don't fret anybody that gets beat because you're you know you're playing down and and sometimes you got a guy banged up. But Alabama is is really uh you know when you have four good shooters, four or five great shooters there, and they get the ball to the basket off the dribble, and you can't guard them, and they give it away. Uh, well, with a good pass to somebody, it's hard. Uh, only one I want to mention is Dalton Connect. Um, when you don't keep the ball off of Dalton Connect, uh, you have to guard Dalton Connect when he doesn't have the ball. Uh, he is uh, some player. 39 last night in a, in a game that came down to the wire, really, and Dalton was probably the difference in that game. So, uh, as, you, as I've already said, now Tennessee has to go to South Carolina, and they have Kentucky at home. They have to go to Alabama. Of the schedules, if you just look at them and study them, it's most difficult. So, most of my stuff this morning is basketball stuff. I don't really have any. That, there's some football stuff there, but um, Barry may know about it. Uh, I think in normal years, uh, Mark Sears could possibly be player of the year, but not with Dalton Connect. He's got to be player of the year, right? Uh, Thirty-nine. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, he's going to another level. Yeah. <laughs> what he's doing. Um, so it's a shame for Sears, but uh, I look for Dalton Neck to connect to be the player of the year, don't you, Dad? I do. I very, very definitely do. You're exactly right. Um, great player. What about your thoughts? I know you went, uh, I watched them. I didn't go up uh, as I'd gone up the day before, but not to the tournament for something else. But uh, what were your thoughts of the state tournament yesterday? I know you were over there. Uh, yeah. The environment when you get to the 6A and then today 7A, you just get, of course, bigger schools, more people. Uh, what do you think about Caleb Holt, the kid from Buckhorn? Yeah, I think he got the, he got, I liked him. The more I watched him play, the better I liked him. Um, I just thought the 6A the men's basketball game with um, with Buckhorn and, and um, Helena. Team, uh, Kalina, Alina uh, was absolutely a knockdown drag. A good basketball game, and I, I thought the officials let them play in that particular game. And um, they have some officials that just are awful, but they've got some that are good, and they let them play. Now it was a in a knockdown drag out game, and um, they got down somewhat. Uh, Helena was, uh, you know, kind of led in the first half, first, uh, um, and then. Um, just couldn't couldn't hold on, so um, should be some good game. 
um, I have to be careful what I say about uh, Mountain Brook came back and won this five three, uh, Carver Montgomery. He didn't have any kind of crowd there at all. I'm telling you right now, Helena had a huge crowd. Mountain Brook had a huge crowd. Helena leaving uh, really cost them crowd wise, but uh, the tournament's okay. It's good. I, I, uh, um, Carver Montgomery missed five free throws yeah, right towards it. the end of the game to have won it uh, and didn't. So, um, you know, everybody's got to be fortunate about something. So, but you know, and uh, they played the way Bucky taller than play. The coach does a good job. His son's a player. He's going to he's going to uh, Creighton. I believe it was Creighton. Yeah, it's um, Creighton. And his little brother's that, also on the team. He didn't have a, yeah. his, but they're both shooters. There. Yeah, uh, I, yeah, I was anxious to see what kind of shooter he was. I didn't see that quite as well as I wanted to. But as far as handling the basketball and running the team, he's, he's a nice player. So I just enjoy going back. I used to go back recruiting. I don't go back to do anything except watch games and maybe if I see somebody I think can really play, I might call my son at Faulkner and tell him about it. I did the other day, so we'll see. But well, I got a guy, Helena. Uh, we played him three times. Uh, does a good job. Um, he got two good wings. and uh, where, where? Helena. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So He does do a good job. And, Buckhorn, yeah, I was like, yeah, everybody was ranting and raving about Caleb Holt, and I think he is terrific. He's a sophomore, but, you know, he never made a jump shot. Uh, can he shoot the ball? If I were playing against him, I'd clog the lane and see if he could shoot. Now, maybe he can. Um, well, Bruce was up to see him in, in, in the regionals, and uh, I guess liked him, and I think he has a shot to be a good piece of very athletic. Yeah. Uh, I tell you, Carver's very – Carver and another have a lot of basketball players, but they're athletic as they can be. Yeah, they were uh, seventeen and fifteen, so the fact yeah. that they even got there was probably yeah. a uh, yeah. pretty I didn't big deal. That. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think this is a great Mountain Brook team. Somehow they, they end up, they win. Uh, they end up usually getting good draws too. It's not their fault, but the t- the area and all they go through. It's just. Uh, I think other people have difficult, more difficult. But they've been in the finals. I think I thought somebody said like nine or ten out of twelve years or something crazy. Uh, but I do like Tyler Davis as their coach there. Yeah. Does does a good job. We'll see. I did want to mention one other thing football wise that Coach Saban has been helping Warmack, the new defense, not helping out, but uh, uh, visiting with him about the defense and what they do. Uh, the person who is one of the four co assistants. Uh, defensively from South Alabama, which is a little bit of a surprise to me. I don't know the guy, but uh, coach has been visiting with him uh, uh, quite a bit. Um, so I think that's you know, that's certainly helpful to because you come in there with a, with a brand new people, a brand new team. You, you get all the film you can get, want to get. That's what they do. But at the same time, you got no personality. That's all football. I have. Sorry. Yeah. All right. Uh, we're gonna take a break. I wanna. Ask you when we get back. I want you and Justin to chime in. Something that Kaylin DeBoer is doing that I think could possibly backfire and be uh, a negative thing. Not too big, but I'll tell you what it is when we get back from break. And I want to get y'all's opinion if he's doing the right thing or does he not know any better right now? We'll talk about that. What is it? We'll talk about it when we get back. Two minute truck. Two minute truck at thirteen thirty Martin Road East. That's where you go pick up your boxes, your packing supplies, whatever you need to make this a smooth move. Whether it's local, out of town, out of state, 
or you just need the guys to come out to the house and help you move stuff around. They'll do whatever you need to get the free estimate. Give them a call today, 205-247-5050. That's two men in a truck, movers who care. Tide 100.9 traffic. Tuscaloosa traffic now from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center. Expect a seven or eight minute ride both directions along 2059 between the I-359 and Skyland Boulevard. If you're traveling along 69 northbound and southbound between 15th Street and Middle Area Road, it's an 11 minute drive and McFarland is moving nicely at eight minutes between Airport and Jack Warner Parkway. With your Tuscaloosa traffic now, I'm Ray Romero. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa Thread. Good Thursday morning. A rally was held on the University of Alabama campus yesterday to protest Senate Bill 129. That's the legislation that targets diversity, equity, and inclusion programs at state agencies, public schools, colleges, and universities. Organizers said about 120 students attended the demonstration. The bill is making its way. Titan and Tracker Bass Boats powered by Mercury for sale at the Lake Tuscaloosa Team Championship weigh-in this Saturday at Fast and Easy on Highway 69 South in Tuscaloosa. Road tripping, business travel, or bringing your car in for repairs. All great reasons to rent a Toyota at Tuscaloosa Toyota. You can rent the latest Toyota models for a day, a week, or a weekend. Every Toyota rental car comes with 24 hours roadside assistance and is backed by an entire team of people you know and trust. Rent a Toyota and let's go places. Reserving yours is a breeze at TuscaloosaToyota.com. Years ago, even rain decided that the best way to advertise great Southern would was through coaches. Gene Stallings, Pat Dye, Steve Spurrier, and myself, and many more coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking, fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the internet, Look at Yellowwood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's Yellowwood. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. The weather cool and dry today. The sky partially sunny, the high 55. Tonight becoming cloudy, a chance of some light rain after midnight, the low 44. Tomorrow a cloudy and cool day with occasional rain. Tomorrow's high at 56. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 40 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Want to jump into any of the shows? Call Tide 100.9 right now at 205-342-9904. Well, somebody answer that damn phone! That's 205-342-9904. Yellowwood, pressure-treated pine from Great Southern, if it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, you don't want it. All right, before we get to my question uh, for you guys, we'll run to the Yellowwood Hotline bring Tom in. Good morning, Tom. Morning, Barry. Morning, Coach. How are y'all? We're good. How are you? Okay. I'm good. Thanks for asking. <clears throat> you know, uh, Auburn, to me, is better than their record. <laughs> that sounds crazy, but uh, watching them play last night, I – you know, I really uh, – I, I don't understand how they lost that game. They played very well. 
But uh, to me, Auburn's just better than what their record is. Now, I may be crazy, but that that's my perception. Well, they're twenty-one and seven. Uh, as Dad said, ten and five in the league. Um, uh, That's the, the league. What I'm talking about. Yeah, ten and five. Uh, I have to go back and see some of the games that they've lost. Um, but uh, I don't know. I think they haven't played great on the road, you know. Um, and they they played better last night, Dad, didn't you think? But they, you know, they weren't good enough to get it done. But they lost that. Uh, they lost at Alabama. They lost at Mississippi State. They lost at Florida. They lost at home to Kentucky, and they lost at Tennessee. So, uh, what game? Which one of those games do you think they should have won, uh, Tom? Uh, well, I thought they should have won the Mississippi State game, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, but that was before the game was played. Now, you know, sure. I was thinking that kind of way. But anyway, uh, I, I wanted to ask y'all the, or say this. Uh, you know. Coach brought up that uh, the defensive coordinator was talking with Coach Saban about defense. Did you remember him saying that? Yeah. And, yeah he uh, said it was like cramming for a final. I guess he wanted to make sure he was prepared. <laughs> yeah. uh, you probably don't get many opportunities to go over there, so he wanted to make sure he made the most of it. Yeah, and, and uh, it made me think of a story that Coach Saban told about uh, – uh, Bob Stoops' uh, uncle was a football coach, and uh, Coach Saban was friends with all, all that family and uh, through the coaching ranks and connections. And uh, he he said that one time that him and uh, this uncle of, of the Stoops boys was in a bar, and they were drawing uh, plays on a napkin, and they were talking about how to defend it. And, and the... The bar got robbed while they were in there. And uh, so uh, the, the police came to investigate. They called the police. The police came down to investigate. This lady was the bartender. And, and the police said, well, who, can, uh, wit- who, who are the witnesses? And she said, well, this one and that. But those two over there, you forget about them. <laughs> they, the place got robbed. They didn't even know it got robbed. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and I, I thought about that because uh, uh, Coach, you know, loves uh, people to come in and discuss different things and uh, uh, learn and pick people's brains and all this kind of stuff. And I thought, well, Coach Womack probably did did something that he really liked by going and sitting down talking defense with him. Yeah, I just uh, – Dan, I, I know why he went. I think it's smart of him to go. I don't know that I would have told the media. Would you have? I think I would have just done it and nobody would have known it. Well, uh, I don't know if it really matters or not. Probably doesn't. Probably uh, doesn't. But uh, I would think it, you know, he just, it was a good thing to do. I think it. Yeah. You know, I think, I don't know if Tommy will talk to the offensive coordinators about what, what Mill Road needed to do or didn't do. Uh, you know, I don't know what, I don't know how the offensive guy left, what kind of feelings he had after he left. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to know the answers to all those things. But see, anytime you can get something, when you come in new and you can pick up something from somebody that's been there, it's really helpful to you. Yeah. No, I don't disagree with him going. I think that's smart. I just don't know that I would have. I mean, I don't see anything wrong with it. Uh, he probably enjoyed it. He probably liked it getting out there that he was going. But uh, anyway, thank you, Tom. 
Thanks, Tom. Right, see you. Uh, that, that leads me to my point uh, that I want to ask you guys. I know you already know what it is. All right, so I hear all these media guys, Justin, they're all giddy that they're going to open practice. Now, how much practice they're going to open, I don't know. Uh, is it going to be 15 minutes? They say it's not just going to be stretching. But I, I'm not sure that he has a real feel for how many people are going to actually show up over there and then how much stuff is going to be put out on uh, social media. Um it could get to be a zoo out there. And I think Coach, just after the COVID thing, got, the guys got used to not letting them come and just didn't want any distractions. Is that a good thing, Dad? Uh, if you're having a basketball, I think you need publicity. Uh, so you open it up and you you give them access, let your sisters talk. But Alabama football, I think it can get out of hand. Uh, is that a good thing that he's doing that? You think he may look back and say, what in the world? I had no idea it would go to this level. Uh, is it your thoughts on, on him? Well, I think he's copycatting what he did up there. Yeah. And I think the problem that you have is uh, people don't know this that, that listen to our show. or whatever. There's, there's animosity about some kids because of a money situation now. Uh, you have a bad. You're playing, but you have a little bit of a bad feeling about the money you're getting versus the money that the guys playing beside you gets. And so I think it's. Uh, I, I think it's. There's too. You get too too many opinions about what is going on with your team. Uh, you said you looked on soldiers for me last night. They were all arguing about the basketball team. So you get too many opinions um, by by writers who want to really give give what what they think is going on. Well, so-and-so said this. And so I, I agree 100% with you. And, of course, I, as I have said, I'll say it one more time because we have new listeners, uh, the, the one voice is Bill Belichick, and that's where Coach did That's why he did that. Yeah, I think our media, too much, Justin, I don't get your opinion on this, they, they try to figure out who's going to be the starters, who's running out there first at practice, and they start some reporting, well, this guy took the first snap, and then – um, when you when a guy let's say they had a discipline problem, okay, there was a discipline problem and the guy's not there. Well, if they're not at practice, they don't know he's not there. All right, so you sometimes you want to keep this discipline stuff in house, so they won't know that whoever John Jenkins wasn't. And I was just using the name John Jenkins wasn't at practice. There was a problem there. I don't want his business, but the media is going to be asking now. Why is so-and-so not at practice? And now you got to deal with those other distractions. I don't think he realizes how intense this thing can get. I think it'll end up being a problem. Uh, well, the number, the number of people that come and show up are different, uh, different uh, number-wise, Washington versus Alabama. Yes. Uh, because they're also involved trying to do find out things about the protein. And so they got a job, you know, their, their job may be, you know, to find out much about football as they can. It may be they just have the college stuff, but it's, it's quite different numbers-wise. And everybody, regardless of what we say, everybody has an opinion about the way your team is playing, and, and the opinion escalates when you get beat. Yeah. And it gets put publicly where you just not necessary. When you got one speaker, one guy, one guy that does all the talking except when you get to the national tournament and you have offensive defensive coordinators, I think that's you know, I think that's the best you're not I don't need you I don't need you telling what this quarterback is doing versus what he did last year, Tommy. Yeah. Justin, thoughts? I I agree with you, Barry. I think the word to use zoo 
<laughs> you better hope that they have that, and I'm sure they will have it organized well. But they will. There's going to be a lot. But I'm of just media. saying, these guys try. They want to, you know, get behind these pay sites and put all this information and half the stuff they don't know what they're looking at anyway. Uh, and so they put it out there: who's lining up, who wasn't at practice. Uh, and it ends up being a lot of stories uh, there that you don't well, I think need the big thing, yeah. The big thing, Barry, I think you've got to have you got to have an outstanding SID. You've got to have an SID like Coach does that you're comfortable with and knows you as a person. He knows your personality. He knows, the SID is very important. I've tried to get Nate on two or three times and I give up. So, you know, you got you got to be – be sure that uh, SID understands the guy that's the head coach. Yeah, um, and I repeat this all the time. When I was in South Carolina, Steve Spur, you'd have to go across the street uh, from the stadium and where the practice field was. And Justin, he would open up the entire practice. So people would be, the first couple of weeks, people would be lined down there watching the practice. But the, And he would practice at night. And... Um, when the practice was over, he would just be walking back with the media guys there. With the, he would answer questions like every night, and I got to be friends with some of the media guys, and they were dad. They were saying, "Gosh, I wish he'd close practice because if he is going to answer questions, guess what? They got to be there." And those guys were having to be there not only work all during the day; they were practicing at night, so you had to be there. <laughs> Every night, and you're yeah. you got a kid that's playing whatever, but you're working for the new the state newspaper, and it got to be where they were wanting him to close the practices and quit having these impromptu press conferences. You know, there's good, there's good and bad, and everything that you try to do in coaching, and you know, there's, there's a mixture of good and bad. It's it's uh, I think it's I just think it's better when when the head guy, the person now to the head guy is the take charge guy, and you know. You have a staff meeting with I don't know whether they have any analysts anymore or not, but uh, at Alabama. But your your staff meeting with the offensive and defensive people needs to be. You know, I, I'll be the voice of our team, uh, and I think that's the best way to handle it. Yeah. All right. Uh, we'll take this break before we do it. Though. Let's talk about Bob Prince and Prince Glover and Hayes. Well, uh, Prince Glover and Hayes can be your voice if you need one. If you had an injury, the injury was way, way unnecessary. Uh, or the the injury was in a situation where it, it was meant to be. Uh, then uh, the voice that you need, the people that need to listen to what you have to say about the problem that you have, because it's probably a brand new problem for you. You don't know which, which way to go. So 345-1234 is the number that you call. You visit with them on the telephone. You tell them the problems. They suggest to you that you come into 701 Rice Mine Road. You sit down with them. You visit with them in more uh, more detail. And they will leave and go and help you try to solve the problem that you have. And I think the key word in this is they've been very, very successful. 345-1234, Vince Glover and Hayes. Prince Glover and Hayes, not one dime to sit down with them. They don't win, you don't pay. JC is next. He was, he's giddy. About the Gamecocks. You listen to Tide 100.9 is the home of Alabama Sports. No representation is made that the quality of services performed is greater than the quality of services performed by other lawyers. Go inside the Alabama Crimson Tide with the Gary Harris Show. 
Hey, everybody, it's Gary Harris coming up Thursday morning at 9 a.m. I'm going to have my pal Jess Beagle on to talk some ball. And also, I'm working on getting a uh, Division I head football coach that's got ties to West Alabama to be a guest. We'll be working on that, taking your phone calls and more on the Gary Harris Show Thursday morning at 9 a.m. Catch the Gary Harris Show Monday through Friday, 9 to 11 a.m. on Tide 100.9 and Tide100.9.com. 365, 24-7. You'll find road and utility crews, tow trucks, law enforcement, and first responders working along Alabama's roadway. We're making improvements and helping our communities stay connected. We're working hard to make sure you're safe on the road. Now we need your help to make sure we're safe, too. Alabama's move over law requires you to move over a lane when you see flashing lights on the roadside. Deal or text deal. Deal to 511-511. Text DEAL to 511-511. All pets are unique. Your pets' results can and will vary. Message and data rates may apply. Studies available upon request. Are you receiving unemployment? Your benefits could be at risk. Here's how you can protect yourself and your benefits. Never respond to mail notifying you of a false claim in your name. Never answer a text message asking you to verify your account. And only respond to official Alabama Department of Labor's social media pages. Report fraud at labor.alabama.gov fraud. Brought to you by the Alabama Department of Labor, ABA, and the station. The Alabama Department of Labor is an equal opportunity employer program. Auxiliary aids and services available upon request to individuals with disabilities. Dial 711 for TTY accessibility. Mr. SEC Tournament Wimp Sanderson gives you his excellent analysis every weekday on Inside the Locker Room right here on Tide 100.9. Three day pine from Great Southern. Want to build the five star backyard? Only one choice that's Yellowwood. Go to yellowwood.com to find the dealer closest to you. Or get to the Yellowwood hotline. He's the owner of the big spur.com. Uh, does a several different podcasts. One with Mike Morgan. He'll talk about all that uh, at the end of the segment. JC Sherbert. Good morning, JC. Gamecocks. Dad keeps picking against them. On the road, and they keep winning, baby. Well, I tell you what, they have done. I, I don't know that I pick up against them. I, I think I did last night. I think I said, I, I did. You're right. Did. I did. I did say that. They yeah. But I'm telling you right now, I keep thinking that they're not as good as they, even though they've beaten Kentucky and Tennessee, I keep thinking they're not as good as we think they are. But then Booger Bears are, are good. <laughs> well, I mean, you look out there, and I mean, athletically, I mean, what I saw last night was a basketball team playing a bunch of athletes. <laughs> uh, and athletes did not win. They almost did. Almost came back and won. But uh, it's a system team, Coach. And talent-wise, they're probably not as good. Uh, but uh, they play together, and uh, they pass the basketball about as well as any team uh, I've seen in a while at South Carolina or otherwise. So, you know, shoot, I'll take it. I mean, they were picked last in the league. Oh, so. Anything here for now is gravy because they're they're definitely going to the tournament and have a shot at the SEC if things fall their way. Uh, what what kind of contract does Coach have there? I'm sure they'll they'll tear that thing up and get him a new contract. If and you know, uh, for him, he probably hopes people will come after him a little bit. Where does that stand, JC? Yeah, he's um he's a, he's among the lower paid coaches in the league, but he got I mean, he was making two fifty. At uh, Chattanooga, and he's making two point two at South Carolina. <laughs> he got a well, that's a thousand percent raise. <laughs> yeah, to come. Uh, but but his contract was standard. I think the five it was a five year deal, and uh, 
the buyouts. The, the buyout was something that really wasn't. It wasn't. You see these crazy buyouts sometimes. It was. It was pretty pro Carolina uh, when he took the job. So I would anticipate a, a nice raise, and uh, I think that's already been in the works. I mean, you know, there's never been a coach in South Carolina history lead their team to the NCAA tournament in their second season. Yeah. You know, it's, just, it's never happened. So you know, he, he's making progress, and uh, certainly, I think when you look at the landscape of the SEC the good coaches in this league, the programs in this league. I think for South Carolina, it is smart to kind of swim up river a little bit and play like they're playing and have a distinct style like a Virginia or whoever. Uh, so they can compete, you know, I mean, because the recruiting's not, you know, it, it, it isn't up there with the rest of the guys. So I, I think, I think they made a good hire. I got that fit. Uh, what they need, and uh, I think they'll extend him. Uh, if not, Michigan could could hire him. He's got ties to all over the Midwest, so Michigan is something to look out for if they open. And uh, Ohio State had his name on some lists, but I think I think uh, Carolina's headed that off. Um, JC, it was announced earlier in the week, I think, that uh, with spring practice, uh, Coach Saban had pretty much closed everything down. Only one voice, assistants couldn't talk to the media. That's completely changed. They're going to open practice. Um, <laughs> oh God! And, yeah, and I was so fans. Yes, no, not fans. I think the media. Oh, uh, the media. <laughs> I was going to say good. Well, but I was yeah. telling uh, Dad and uh, Justin that Steve Spurrier opened up to the fans, and the media was all giddy, yeah. and they were practicing at night. But the media then they started realizing, wait a minute, now I got to be here every single night. This guy's going to give a press conference walking across the street. But, <laughs> but in Alabama, you know. They love to look at who runs out there first. Uh, if you got a guy that's not there and you're you're trying to discipline him, they're asking all those questions. Do you think this could backfire on him, letting the media come in there? I just don't think you can give them as much access. I know they're happy about it, but I think it can turn into a zoo if you're not careful. Yeah, well, I, yeah, Spurrier later in his tenure at Carolina, because they used to practice in Florida. They practice at the Swamp. Yeah. They just opened the stadium up and people sit in the stands or whatever. And he liked it because nobody could kind of hear what he was saying or signaling. But they could. the players got used to being in front of a crowd. So, I mean, if it was 15 people. Um, you know, South Carolina, what Steve normally did was he would open the spring and then open the first week or two of fall yeah, and then close it down while he was installing and working on Working on stuff that matters, but he he was pretty open about things like injuries and you know he just they'd see somebody over there and go, oh yeah he cracked his foot a little bit Shoot, I hope he's better you know <laughs> it was he was he was a lot different Will Muschamp it was like Fort Knox uh, nobody got in or out I mean uh, and it, but it also used to be the Gamecocks practice right there on the on Bluff Road or whatever and their facility now is way back behind buildings and fences and. Beamer is essentially the same way about injuries and stuff. So, I, uh, in my experience at that particular school, you know, I, I, I see it both ways. Now, in Alabama, mm. the fans are going to love it. I mean, it's like online coverage on websites and stuff, mm-hmm. uh, giving updates for practice, they're going to absolutely love it because it's 17 years, it's hard to get, you know, personnel info. People love personnel in the offseason. But it's, uh, I can see where you get in a situation where DeBoer will. Have it open open for spring, pretty loose in the spring, and then tighten it up once the real games get here. Yeah. Yep. 
Um, there's been some time where coaches, coaches Saban has talked to defensive people, as Barry's mentioned, which I think is good. I don't know what they did offensively as far as talking to the new people, but uh, I think coach being close enough at arm's length uh, is a, it, I hear people criticizing that, but I think that's a way for him to go. Uh, he, he's not going to call the play on third and six, but he is going to be there for them. I think, I think that's, I don't know what y'all, I don't know what the media is going to try to cut him up on that. You, uh, what's, what's your thought on that? Well, I mean, you just, I mean, I think Coach Saban is smart enough to, to know, like, the difference between meddling and helping, uh, and then most coaches do. I mean, uh, it's usually, quite frankly, in situations like this, it's usually the new guy that's just not comfortable with it. Uh, and it usually comes when they're losing, and the, the former coach didn't criticize them or anything like that, but, you know, just because he's there and all the fans are like, we want him back, you know, they're kind of, <laughs> you don't want to see that person. Um so, I, I, look, if I were a defensive coach, uh, I would definitely go to Coach Saban and, and maybe go watch some film and come up with some ideas, you know, <laughs> to stop people. Uh, he, he stopped people pretty consistently for however many years, even going back to the NFL. So um, I, I would use that as a sounding board all day long. Uh, Dale McGee leaving Georgia. Is that a big deal? Yeah. It is to a certain extent, you know, cause just because he's so – respected and well-liked in the state of Georgia. He used to be a high school coach. Uh, everybody loves Dale McGee that's ever met him and come across him. Uh, and so you lose that kind of guy like that off your staff. It's tough. But they replaced him uh, with a guy um, from Georgia Tech that they really, really like. Um, Georgia fans really, really like him. And uh, he's kind of the same you know, guy that can come in and, and build those types of great relationships. So uh, I don't think it's going to – I mean, I'll put it this way. He's a guy you really can't replace. So, yes, it's not positive that he's not there anymore. But as a program, do I think they're going to – I don't think we're seeing the end of the Georgia Bulldogs right now, So uh, if that makes sense. Uh, I guess we're going to go one year uh, with the 12-team playoff. It sounds like to me, J.C., it's headed to 14 teams after that. Uh, man, college basketball – and it's going to suffer some. I mean, you're not going to be through play until probably the third week of January. Uh, do you like the 14 teams? Man, that's, that's going to – a lot of teams in this thing. Uh, how, how's, that going, how's that going to work? I need to see a bracket because yeah. I don't know. How, how, do you, how are you – I don't know. How are you even setting this up? I mean, why is it 14 and not 16? Yeah. Because you're still going to have two teams that are – Sort of disincentivized in some ways to get the. I mean, your fan base is going to be disincentivized. The players probably won't, but those home playoff games, I think people are kind of devaluing them a little bit because the fans want to go to. I mean, can you imagine a home playoff game in Tuscaloosa? Mm. I mean, how crazy that would be, or Athens, or Oxford, or State College. I mean, and, and so now you're only going to get two buys, I would assume. And so, so I don't know. I don't know how you end up. Uh, Working 14, I'd just go to 16 and call it a day. Yeah. Yep. Okay, let's storm the court. You know, uh, Jay Billis had a big fuss. We had him on the other day. But he, he said, you know, arrest him and lock him up or something. And 
one of the other ESPN guys calling him all kind of names. What, what uh, if you're the athletic director, um, can you, can you not rope, but can you wire around the court to keep people? What, what do you do? I, I think here's, here's the deal. First and foremost, we, we always talk about, you know, this, that, and the other, uh, about all these situations. And we never mentioned personal responsibility. Uh, I guess that's a bad thing in society these days. College students need to exercise some personal responsibility with it. Uh, I, I think I, I don't think you, you I don't think you rope them off and send them to jail uh, or give them a ticket by the thousands. Uh, I do think if you touch another player, if you touch a player or a coach or a staff member on the court, then you need to be go to jail. Um, you know, and, and I know it's sometimes inadvertent, so we get into situations like that. Uh, if, if a player uh, causes something, causes an issue with a fan on the court, he needs to be suspended, or she needs to be suspended. Uh, otherwise, you need to get a lot of security. I mean, we have how many state troopers surrounding a football coach leaving the state, leaving the stadium, where he's hundreds of yards away most of the time until he goes in the tunnel. Um, and how many state troopers <laughs> around him every game? We need security for for a way for visiting basketball teams to get the heck off the court. Um, in my opinion, in, in all situations, you know, uh, so it's, it's more security. And I think it's personal responsibility on the part of those, uh, storming the court. I just don't think you can ban court storming because, you know, <laughs> what do you do? Start making them forfeit games. I mean, that would solve it, but I, yeah, I, I don't know this guy. I mean, I don't think anybody's saying anything about this. Uh, had it been Joe Blow, somebody from Montana state and, you know, somebody from, uh, South Dakota. But because it was Caitlin Clark and a Duke player, we're all up in arms about it. So uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I think personal responsibility and, and more security for the visiting team probably resolved that situation. Uh, JC, we did have Jay Billis on. I asked him about NIL uh, collectives. Um, he said we're eventually going to have to get the contracts where a guy comes in, he's got a two-year contract, the NIL's paying him this. If he decides he wants to transfer – then maybe the school where he's going to transfer, there's a buyout clause in there uh, where you got to pay X number of dollars to get him out of the NLL contract to go to this particular school. Uh, do you see that happening? Uh, it actually kind of made sense to me. At least you kind of know what you're dealing with there. It's kind of in the open. Are we going to go to two- and three-year contracts? At least the guy's going to be obligated to stay there. And if he leaves, there is a buyout deal there is that possible you're in the nil world is that possible to even structure all that uh it's against ncaa rules but my, i don't think there are <laughs> enforceable ncaa rules since that injunction got filed in that lawsuit uh, that opened up pandora's box really with collectives in general it basically said the ncaa cannot interfere with contracts between collectives and and even recruits and Heck, I don't even know that you can't contact a player at another school that's on another roster, and, and the collective can go tamper. I'm never going to do that. I'm, the, the day that happens, I'm out. You know, uh, <laughs> but that's kind of what that did was was very much over empower nil collectives um, to get heavily involved in the recruiting process. And yes, if there's no laws governing it one way, uh, then the other way. Uh, you can have them sign and, and, and hold them to whatever. And that includes a buyout like your any standard uh, contract, you know. And 
But what it says is your name, image, and likeness is worth this to us, uh, to this business while you're uh, you know playing for this team. It's not worth anything if you leave the team. Uh, and I think if you look at kind of the standard what that is, then that's probably pretty fair, don't you think? Yeah, I just don't know. I mean, Dad and I, I don't talk, like it. Talking about staff meetings, like when you're go, you're talking about going recruiting. Uh, we're going to go recruit this guy. Well, who's in there? We're Ohio State. Well, we know we can't outbid Ohio. I mean, do these guys kind of know what people are paying? And do you sit there as a staff and say, well, what? I mean, you're not even talking academics anymore. What's this guy going to call? I'm talking about college football now. Maybe to a certain Is it like that? Are all these guys getting money, JC, at the, at the SEC level? <laughs> well, it's not as much as you'd think. Yeah. I mean, you know, not. Everybody's not pulling in six figures and seven figures and all that, but you know it, it's it's like a regular job, I would think. You know, you you kind of see what the needs are. Sometimes, um, sometimes it comes in different ways. You know, in terms of how you can structure an NIL deal. If it's a, you know, maybe a family based need or something, there's there's different ways uh, that that uh, money is earned or or whatever, but. Uh, I, yeah, unfortunately, I think conversations like that do take place in, in staff meetings. Um, it's just kind of the reality of it. And, you know, I don't, uh, whoever found the loophole, you know, that, that made this stuff so uh, possible, congratulations. <laughs> you know, glad you, uh, glad you found that competitive advantage for your school that everybody else in the country now has yeah. forced us into the situation. Yeah. That- All right. It's early. It's early. It's a bad question. Tell me where South Carolina fits in the East in football for next season. Is there an East next year? Oh, that's right. There's not an East. There is no East. Um, Pardon me for being confused. I would think think they could be right behind Georgia and Tennessee if they're an East, but uh, there's not. not. They don't don't even play. That's right. They play no Georgia, no Florida, no Tennessee next year. They play uh, LSU. Oh, God. Yeah. (laughs) We get to live life. Like the western side now, <laughs> you know, uh, we got Ole Miss, LSU, Alabama, A and M, Missouri, Oklahoma, and Kentucky and Vanderbilt. So, I, I think right now, if they can get back to a bowl, that would be good. Uh, but I'm, I'm thinking they'll probably pick. I think coach about the twelfth to eleventh to fourteenth. I think out of the sixteen team league. Well, well, you, low? Think, you think Texas will win the league, JC? I know you haven't no, studied the schedule. I, do not. I, I think schedules. they'll lose. They, they've got, well, no, their schedule's easy. Okay. Surprising, surprisingly enough, it, compared to, like, uh, Florida's and Georgia's. Well, Florida's is but, um Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I, I just, I don't see either one of them. I, I think Oklahoma, if Oklahoma can go 6-6, six six, that's a good year for them. And uh, I think, I think Texas is going to be, it's probably, just like they did last year, they almost suffered some surprising losses. Uh, I think uh, this year, those instead of almost losses will be losses. Mm. Who's going to win it? Who do you think will win it? Who'll be, who will be pick Georgia? I'd have to pick Georgia right now uh, with Ole Miss. Ole Miss and Missouri are the two that are sort of the the, the non-big six that uh, everybody's kind of talking up. And, you know, I wouldn't rule out even like, a, you know, LSU. Uh, I know LSU lost um, – a good bet off their offense, the reflections of Jaden Daniels, of course, but uh, their defense should get right this year, and uh, I think they've got enough athletes to to compete as well. But it's uh, it's gonna be interesting because I, I I'm looking at it, 
SEC champion could really have two losses this year and be one of the best teams in the country. Yeah. How important, and we'll let you go. I know you got to go. Like, how motivated, if you if you know you're going to be in the top 12, I guess the SEC championship game, you you want to win it because you get a bye. Is that, is that the advantage there? Uh, is there going to be a lot of interest yeah. in those games? Well, yeah, I think, I think so, because some of them are going to be for um, to get in the playoff period. I mean, the other championship game, probably not the SEC. You're almost, and see, that's what I thought about being disincentivized for the conference championship because, okay, so I, I'm Georgia. I lose to LSU in Atlanta. I'm a Georgia fan. I'm on my phone walking out, high fiving my buddies, setting up a tailgate for the first round of the playoff in Athens. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, I'm trying to find a freaking flight to Phoenix for the Fiesta Bowl <laughs> you know? and, and all that. So, I, see, see what I'm saying? I mean, I, and I, I don't think the players are going to feel this way. The coaches are going to try to win. But, you know, your, your fan base sometimes is kind of the spirit of your program. And and I sometimes I think, you know, in certain situations, they're not going to give a flip because what we all ultimately want is one more Saturday. Yeah. And if it's one more Saturday at home, sweet. You know, <laughs> I mean, I just uh, – because that's what college football is about. It's really about getting together with your family and your buddies, yeah. you know, and – uh so that's going to be weird. I think that that's that's one of the little quirks of the playoff that uh, I thought going going to sixteen was fiction. Uh, that's why fourteen still surprises me. Yeah. All right, JC, tell everybody where they can find you. Get all your great stuff. All right, we had the great Tom Luganville on uh, JC and Morgan podcast this week. Please download the Chief Sports app. Uh, we're up in the thousands now on that. So appreciate all you that have done that. Check out our great content there. Uh, and check me here every uh, Thursday morning with Lippin' Bear. Thank you, JC. Thanks, JC. Thanks, fellas. All right, uh, we'll get to break here. Uh, then we'll finish up this hour. Take your phone calls. We've got Seth Greenberg. will join us at uh, 8.15. I always look forward to visiting with Seth. He listen to Tide 100.9, 12.30 a.m. WTBC. It's the home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. Tuscaloosa traffic now from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center. This Thursday morning, Leap Day has been a very quiet one all across T-Town, at least so far this morning. You never know when that'll change, but right now you are at posted speeds on 2059 from Foster's to Cottondale. Lurling Wallace coming down from Northport, crossing over the Hugh Thomas. If it makes sense for your business, go to townsquarelocal.com for a free demo of the Townsquare Business Management Platform. Visit townsquarelocal.com. That's townsquarelocal.com. Road tripping, business travel, or bringing your car in for repairs. All great reasons to rent a Toyota at Tuscaloosa Toyota. You can rent the latest Toyota models for a day, a week, or a weekend. Every Toyota rental car comes with 24 hours roadside assistance and is backed by an entire team of people you know and trust. Rent a Toyota and let's go places. Reserving yours is a breeze at TuscaloosaToyota.com. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. The weather cool and dry today. The sky partially sunny, the high 55. Tonight becoming cloudy, a chance of some light rain after midnight, the low 44. Tomorrow a cloudy and cool day with occasional rain. Tomorrow's high at 56. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 40 degrees in Tuscaloosa. The best place for your high school football coverage is right here on Tide 100.9. And online on Tide100.9.com. 
We want to thank Yellowwood, Pressure Treaty Pine for great stuff. They made this 7 o'clock hour possible. We're going to take this top of the hour break. But always remember, if it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, then you don't want to get back for break. we got Philip Holder. We have phone lines open, 205-342-9904. Love to have your comments about anything that's talked about. Do you? I know uh, the media's excited. Uh, the guys that have the pay site should be real excited, Justin. They put some stuff behind a paywall that people will want to hear about Alabama football. So I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I just think it's something you got to be careful about. Maybe, maybe it'll end up being all positive. You listen to Tide 100.9, 12:30 a.m. WTBC. It's the home of Alabama sports. Don't miss out on this extra special celebration. For more information, log on to NorthportBunnyTrail.com. WTBC Tuscaloosa and W265CG Tuscaloosa, a town square media station. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. From the Fox Sports Studios in Los Angeles. Here's Eddie Garcia. In the NBA six games, the Timberwolves beat the Grizzlies 110 to 101. Minnesota moves into sole possession of the top spot in the Western Conference at 42 and 17. They're a half game up on Idol Oklahoma City. Lakers rally for a big 116-112 win over the Clippers. LA was down 21 points in the fourth quarter. LeBron James, 34 points overall, 19 in the fourth quarter. He single-handedly outscored the entire Clippers team, which had 16 points in the fourth. Nuggets knock off the Kings 117 to 96. Double overtime. Time for the Bulls to get by the Cavaliers 132-123. Mavericks get a Luka Doncic triple-double on his birthday to beat the Raptors 136-125. And the Pacers down the Pelicans 123-114. Top 25 college basketball battle ranked teams. Number 4 Tennessee beat 11th ranked Auburn 92-84. Wins in the top 10 for number 5 Marquette. 6th ranked Arizona. Number 8 Iowa State and 10th ranked Duke. Inside the Locker Room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to the second hour of Inside the Locker Room. Andrew Conifer. Andrew's my Allstate insurance agent. Let him become yours. Out at 4705 McFarland Boulevard, Suite 3 over in Northport. Andrew, would, first of all, is a great guy. I love dealing with good people. Uh, but you got the backing of Allstate, and uh, he has all the local connections if you need anything. So give him a call today, 205 722 Zero one. All right, get to the Andrew Conifer hotline and get Philip into the show. Good morning, Philip. Morning. Good morning, guys. Barry, I got to admit, I gave up last night. <laughs> I got to admit, it was. Um, I think it was at um, seven thirty-four left to go in the game, something like that. We got Alabama got down thirty-two to nineteen. They were down thirty-five to twenty-three with a little over five minutes to go in the first half. But then, but then Alabama turned it on and outscored um, Ole Miss 17 to 10, 10 to half, and that, that set the tone for the win. So, And and I want to tip my hat to, to Davin Cosby. Uh, Alabama had right sell out. He didn't play again for the third straight game. Um, Walters had no points. 
and and Jaron Stevenson had eight. So you had three guys there that you know right there that, that didn't didn't do much. One was out, of course, and then Davin Cosby comes in and hits fifteen big points. Alabama wins by fifteen. And this is a young man who who came to Alabama. He was a a January enrollee last year, right when all hell started breaking loose, if you remember. Yeah. With the program. So I want to tip my hat to that kid for, for standing up tall and, and, and being strong and working through some of that mess from last year and, and uh, contributing to a, a big Alabama win last night because he did definitely contribute. Yeah, I think he everybody had 15 points. Um, and it's nice for a kid that uh, – to stay ready, you know, he hadn't got many opportunities, and so you never know when your number is going to be called. <laughs> and it's always nice when it is, and you and you go out and you produce. Uh, so that means he's been doing the right things in practice, staying positive. So uh, that makes you happy for a kid. That's right, and that's what Coach Oates said was that he kept a good attitude and kept his mind strong, and that was the key. Now, as far as the board and this media availability and the open practices. Yeah. Now, he can always change that if it gets crazy. And I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, he does tighten up some things. But I think for him and his situation, I think right now it's a positive to do that. Uh, it, it gives people sort of a chance to to see him in action. Uh, he's not a uh, he's not going to be a mystery. Uh, I think they're going to control things, though, as, as much as they can. I don't see a whole lot of. I think it'll be a credential situation. I don't think you can just drive up and no. go in. I bet they're going to yeah. control it. Um, and that's why, and I mean that for the media. Um, um, Recruiting-wise, I think it could really help. Because uh, we live in such a visual world now that people can watch watch those um, those visuals from practice. They'll see the coaches running around and how they interact that they haven't been able to see in the last few years, in the last decade or more. And so I think PR-wise, it's a positive I think it will be controlled. I think he can make changes if it gets crazy, and I think it will help recruiting. Yeah. Uh, do you think that, that – I mean, yeah, there are some positives there. Uh, obviously, any recruit that comes in, uh, he can he can get – they're going to have access in there to those guys. Uh, uh, Dad, what are your thoughts? Uh, new coach, new scheme, everything's new. Uh, is that a positive in your opinion? Well, I think you go slow with it. I don't. I don't think you speed it up because the worst thing you can do is to go go fast with it, and all of a sudden see it's a mistake and back off. Um, you know, then they they nail you when you back off. I think you, you just got to be. I'm sure, as Philip said, they'll be smart with it. But I think you have to. I think you be. I think you have to go slow with it, and I think you have to be smart with it. Yeah, I. It just. I'm sure he realizes, uh, you know, at Washington, they may not even know you're practicing. Here, everything, like they count, every, they look for every guy that comes out there, and they want to know why so-and-so's not out there. You know, if the media just leave that stuff alone, <laughs> I think how they handle it will have a real determ- will determine how long they get to come in there. If they, if they start putting out stuff that doesn't need to be out there and it gets to be a distraction, uh, I think you're right, uh, Philip. I think he'll shut it down. Right, right. Well, you know, like the Washington spring game last year, somebody when uh, a few weeks ago posted a photo of the Washington spring game last year. I think they had about 400 people in the stands, if that. Yeah. If that. It's a different animal for sure. 
It's different, different animal. animal down here. Different yeah, animal and, down and here. when you start letting these assistants talk, which is fine, but the, the everybody overanalyzes every word. It's like people now, everybody has somebody on the show to to tell you what kind of coach all these guys are and how good. So you got everybody's opinion talking about how, what kind of guys these are, what kind of coach. It's just, it's overload uh, to, to a certain extent. Just let the guy, oh. let the guy coach a little bit and quit. No doubt, no doubt. Quit overanalyzing well, it. But. Well, you know, it'll, it'll, be, it'll be interesting to see what he does too. I bet you he does not have press conferences all the time like Saban did. Yeah, we'll see. Be different. We'll see, man. Thank you, Phil. Yep, y'all, y'all be good. All right, back up to the Andrew Knifer Hotline. Get Joe in. Good morning, Joe. Hey, Joe. Hey, uh, Wimp needs to remind Philip Barry, you were out uh, one day, and Philip called in, started the bat, uh, conference. He he picked Bama to go nine and nine. Wimp said, I I don't know about nine and nine, but anyway, he's wrong, and so far maybe I'm going to be wrong. But if we can beat. What Tennessee, was your record? I, what was your record? I I told you that we would not win the regular season. And I still think we're going to lose to Tennessee and Florida. So I don't know if that's going to still win the regular season. It could tie probably if we could do if we can you know just beat Arkansas. It's going to be tough to win Saturday. It's going to be tough to win. Tennessee Florida. worries you, worries me because I think they I don't think these other teams can guard Alabama. Uh, I think Tennessee. Did and we'll see if they can do it again. They guard them pretty darn good. When you hold when you hold Alabama to seventy one, of course that was at Tennessee. Uh, that's quite an accomplishment. So they are darn good defensively. Uh, so we'll yeah. see. I got two high school quick questions for you. The kid from Mountain Brook, where is he committed? He signed with Creighton. Creighton. Yeah. Hmm. That's interesting. Ty Davis. Yes. Yeah. Boy, he missed those two free throws on the line though yesterday to put that thing away. Yeah, and he uh, uh, he charged to foul out, and or and uh, Carver had two free throws to tie the game, and he was not going to be able to play in overtime, and they missed them. Uh, but it's, hey, that, you, you get that game to overtime, and Ty Davis is on the bench. Carver could have won it easily. Did that kid not do a great job of hitting the front of the rim twice? Yeah. Two different times. <laughs> I mean, did. he did a great job on that. And the other question is, Bart Heights and Brian Williams have played at Alabama. Played against each other all through their college careers. They both said the other day that this 25 class is better than the 91 class, which a lot of people think was the best all-time class in Alabama. What do you think? I don't even Who's in the 25 class? Well, they keep building this kid up from Buckhorn. That's well, what I, I was going to ask the, you. I thought he'd be the 26. He's just a sophomore. Oh, they said he was going to reclassify. Yeah, I don't You think he'll stay at Buckhorn? Know. Will he stay at Buckhorn? There'd be a lot of people uh, thinking of him to, to leave. I think he ought to stay myself. Yeah. Who, who else is out there, Barry? Tell me. I don't know. Uh, the tour, I'm trying to think in the 26 class. I don't, I don't know. I don't follow the, and I didn't see anybody that would just. Um, I'm trying to think like this year. Uh, Ty Davis, I mean, he may be the signed the biggest scholarship of all. Sanford's got a big kid. Not Sanford. Uh, Huntsville does that. It's going to Sanford that may be a little bit higher than Sanford. I don't know. I, I'll be honest with you. I hadn't seen anybody that would. 
make me believe that. I have to see the players they're talking about, to be honest with yeah. you. I hadn't seen them. I hadn't, and that's what I was trying to figure out. I mean, they had the one kid from ba Baker that left and went out to Link out in Missouri. He signed with Kansas, but he's no longer in the state. Uh, and he had committed to Auburn and then decommitted. Now he's going to Kansas. Uh, but uh, a lot of these They may be counting him. Who knows? Yeah. I, you know, yeah. they don't. They didn't go in detail. And I just, uh, I couldn't really. I couldn't get back to that to figure it out because I don't keep up with it like I used to anyway. Yeah. On that end of it. Yeah. But anyway. All right, Joe. Wimp. I, oh, yep. Go ahead, oh, okay. go ahead Joe. No, go ahead. I thought Wimp gave the honest answer about his career I've ever heard him give yesterday. I was going to comment on it, but I brought in that Allen Houston answer for y'all. When the guy, you know, asked him about the three-point shots and how he handled it, and he admitted he probably should have let him shoot more. Yesterday, yeah. you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was the most honest answer I've ever heard Wimp give about his career. So most of my answers aren't not honest. <laughs> <laughs> No, I put the word most in front of it, Will. I mean, you really humbled yourself, Will. Yeah, I, think, really he, I think he... It was, was like, some team. It was some teams. I didn't, I didn't want to get into it, but some teams that I did just right, some teams I probably did, didn't do that. I think he... he um, <laughs> but he had some some really good low-post scorers, you know? Sure and guys like Mike Ransley and those Joe guys. Joe forgets so. that. Joe forgets that. No, the, the but I'm saying... No, we so went so through the play, post. You played through your strengths. Uh, That's right. But then you look at the the analytics now of the three point shot, you know, uh, and how it's utilized. Changed a lot. It's like the schedule's changed. They want to brag about all this crap they're doing now. The schedule's totally changed. But Joe, you, you remember that it. three point line? It used to go inside the top of the key. It was exactly. the top. Of, that thing was a layup. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> so it's it's moved out a lot. It was too close. For and, but hey, hey Barry, let's remind that win against Arkansas. Mm -hmm. In the SEC tournament, Washington, three-point shot, wouldn't it? Yeah. And then, of course, all asking. The, all the, 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 the thing about that was that Hollywood threw it to him. Who hit it? I know. Do you know, Joe? Washington hit yeah, it. Yeah, Elliot. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, of course, asking it just went wild. That Now, finals up there in Knoxville that day. And was in the MVP. He he just wore it out for three points. You know how I got Washington? We lost we lost a player that was really good. I was it was at the end of it. I thought I was going to sign him, but sort of a, a point guard shooter. And I flew to Jacksonville, and the gym was messed up. So the only thing he could do would be high, play half court. <laughs> he didn't even play full court, and I offered him a scholarship. <laughs> the um, the weird thing about girls basketball this year, the Hollinsworth girl at Jasper, she's the most accurate three point shooter in the state, and she's going to Wallace State on a golf scholarship. Let me tell you, the player they tell me is the stud girl is the eighth grader from Mars Hill. She is wimp. I watched her the other night against Sullivan in the state playoffs. I'm going to be She's on the show. I'm going to be on TV for, between the Marshall games tomorrow. I think I'm anxious to see her. She's got a lot of potential. Gosh, she's got a, and she's got the size grade. and the strength. To go hey, Hazel it. Green pulled it out again. My boy Tim Miller. Uh, he got some players though, but uh, Hillcrest played them good yesterday. Uh, a little bit of that, and so. 
uh, Gus Shores is really in the spotlight on getting all these girls and boys in there, but they got beat pretty bad, didn't they? Yeah, I think so. You heard about the deal on Gus Shores and all the getting all the girls out of Foley and what is it? What's the other school up there? Robertsdale. All I'm going to Gus Shores. Getting them some jobs down there and places to live. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Joe. Well, they, it's not that far. Yeah, yeah. Later. Thank you. All right, we'll get to break, get to break here. Uh, we'll get to um, our man Seth Greenberg. He's busy. I know we'll get Seth. I won't keep him long. All right. Just tied 100.9. It's your home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. Tuscaloosa traffic now from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center. We do have a few areas starting to slow down on us now. If you're coming in from Northport, southbound on Lurling Wallace, you've got slowing from about 5th Street, tight across the river, on up to University Boulevard, also McFarland Boulevard, starting to... Minutes away at Birmingham Racecourse Casino, where you can be a winner, too. Birmingham Racecourse Casino, off I-459, exit 31, Derby Parkway. Must be 21 or older. Road tripping, business travel, or bringing your car in for repairs. All great reasons to rent a Toyota at Tuscaloosa Toyota. You can rent the latest Toyota models for a day, a week, or a weekend. Every Toyota rental car comes with 24 hours roadside. One, that's 800-294-8831. What do you have to lose? Call 800-294-8831. Again, 800-294-8831. Years ago, Jimmy Rain decided that the best way to advertise Great Southernwood was through coaches. Gene Stallings, Pat Dye, Steve Spurrier, and myself, and many more coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood. Pressure-treated pine protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking, fencing, playsets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the Internet, look at Yellowwood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's Yellowwood. Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Royal Cleaners, they want to make life easy for you. They'll come right to you, pick up all the cleaning, get it cleaned up, deliver it right back. If you want to drop off University Boulevard, Bridge Avenue in North Porter, 4851 Rice Mine Road. Give them a call today, 205-391-0034. I will get right to the Royal Cleaner hotline. He's obviously uh, the former head coach at Virginia Tech, does an absolutely great job on ESPN and uh, be here this Saturday for game day, Coach Seth Greenberg. Good morning, Coach. How are you? Hey, Seth. Thank you. What's going on? What's happening? Thank you for being on. I know you're busy and tired, I, and I appreciate you being. Um, I won't. Coach, we'll anytime you, you call, Coach, I'm I'm coming on. You're you're, you're the man. I, yeah, I know you're, you ti- you're tired of it. Well, wait till you see my sport coat. Wait till Uh-oh. you see my okay. sport coat Saturday. Wow. Well, I'm going to say this because I get tired of a certain person that does the play by play, not play by play, but assistant, whatever. Uh, I think I think there's going to be seven teams in the NCAA, no more than that for the SEC. I don't think there's a team below the seven that's going to win the tournament. So I think it's going to start with Mississippi State and go upward. Um, 
if I'm wrong, you know, uh, and I, I, maybe I'm just guessing. What do you felt about the number? No, I think you're right, Coach. I think that Texas A&M is playing themselves out of the tournament. I mean, eventually you got to beat someone, and eventually you got to make a shot. And Texas A&M, I mean, for a team that plays hard and rebounds or misses, uh, tries to trick you up a little bit defensively, they can't make a shot. I mean, it's 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 appalling. I mean, we talk about their backcourt, and yeah. you know, Wade Taylor and you know, Bootsy Thornton are good. Are Radford are good, really good. And you know, I think that they they rebound the ball. The Garcia kid rebounds the ball, but I mean, they they can't make shots. And then well, I think, it, yeah, I think you better you better si- you better sign shot. shooters. Hey, you got to sign shooters. You got no to doubt, coach. You got to have shot makers. You and Ole, make. Ole Miss can't maintain the intensity. I think Ole Miss no. is a good basketball team, uh, but if you <clears throat> excuse me, if you look at the season. Uh, they faded in the last 10, 15 minutes of games. They they, they don't guard with the same like sense of purpose. Their shot selection kind of struggles. Yeah, like Georgia. Exactly. There. Uh, how do you see this game Saturday? Uh, you know, the first time they play. Tennessee is one team that can guard Alabama. Uh, they 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 defend the perimeter uh, pretty darn well. They, they take away the penetrating and pitch in there. So, uh, they held Alabama to 71 points, where Alabama just seems to get 100. Even though against Kentucky, man, they scored 95 points. Uh, just your thoughts about this game Saturday. Yeah, this is going to be interesting. Uh, you know, I, I don't think Rick's going to overhelp. I think he's going to stay on the ball and basically have to guard your yards, keep it in front. They don't take bad shots, Tennessee. Now, Tennessee does have a tendency to turn it over, which is a problem. Because you turn it over against Alabama, you you have a serious, serious problem. And if you take bad shots against them, you got a serious problem. But uh, I think the physicality, how the game's officiated, will be interesting. Uh, but Zakai Ziegler can defend the ball. I mean, I think that's, you know, if you look at it. Now, the one thing, I, I do think Alabama's going to pick on Dalton Connect to make him defend. I think the best way to guard him is make him defend. Uh, and I think that Tennessee can get a little overly reliant on Dalton Connect, where all of a sudden you got four guys watching and one guy making plays. Now, he can make plays, he can make buckets, he can score every which way. But um, but I do think that at, at times they get stuck, and when they get stuck, the ball has no energy. But, uh, I, you know, I think that Tennessee is built to play in this game. We'll find out. If Tennessee wins at Alabama, that Tennessee is a Final Four team. Yeah. Uh, because they can play a lot of different ways. They can play in a fast-paced game. They can play in a slow-paced game. Uh, you know, they'll have the versatility to do both. But uh, I think Alabama... You know, this is this is and, and like to me, Alabama is a team that can make a deep run, not because of their defense, obviously, but because in the NCAA tournament, coach, you know this better than anyone else. If you can impose your identity on the game, and you have to prepare for Alabama in 36 hours, you can't replicate their speed, their pace, no. their shot making, their spacing, their little quick actions, the quick rolls to the kick, to, you know, to the short roll to the kick out. I mean, uh, I think the game's going to tell us a lot about both of these teams. Yeah, I could. Uh, Kentucky is a Kentucky is um, awful after the LSU game. They look like Joe Crap a rag picker <laughs> at, at uh, LSU. I mean, they were terrible, and they come into Auburn. Auburn tries to be cute at home, throw it behind their back, and do all that dunking stuff they can't do, and they win that. And uh, I've never, and I've went against Kentucky a lot. Was an assistant coach. I've never seen them shoot it better than they shot against Alabama. So it, it's a it, Kentucky's a I don't know kind of team. They don't guard anybody much. 
uh, talk about them. Yeah, it's, Coach, it's interesting to me. So I look at, and maybe I'm wrong, I look at Tennessee as a finished product. I look yeah. at Houston as we're going to talk best teams in the country. Yeah. Ooh. Kentucky's work in progress. Yeah. And you know what? They got three more weeks to figure it out. Now, I'll tell you, they got five different guys that have scored 20, uh, 25 points or more in a game. Six if you include guys that scored 23 or more a game. Offensively, they have the most versatility. Like you said, they have the most shop at Lake. Uh, makers. I'll tell you what impresses me about Kentucky. And as a coach, you can appreciate this. Barry, you can appreciate this. They celebrate each other. One yeah, night yeah. at Reeves. Next night at Shepard. Next night at Edwards. And you look at their bench. They distribute. You know, Aaron Bradshaw played seven minutes, and he's jumping up and down, hugging everyone after the game. Mm-hmm. He's developed a collective responsibility, and I think they're getting better defensively. they got to get Trey Mitchell back, but with Adu, Fierro, who is probably one of the most important Important players for him because he's got a little blank in him. He's got a little physicality in him. Uh, I look at Kentucky if they can clean up on ball a little bit. They melt on those ball screens. God darn, they melt on those ball screens. If they can clean up that a little bit and eliminate their special situation mistakes, LSU they didn't guard the last ten minutes of the game and they still had a chance to win. I mean that was the you know, Florida game yeah. they gave away at the end of the game. Gonzaga game they gave it game. They have those three wins. We have a different opinion on Kentucky. Yeah. We do. So, I mean, their upside is 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 interesting to me. And I think that he has a team that's allowing, uh, that's respecting when another guy has a game. So we're talking with Seth Greenberg. Seth, what, what do we do about this NIL and the collectives? And, uh, I mean, can you huh. imagine the staff meetings that you, that you have to have now when you go recruiting? Uh I mean, what are these guys, do they even talk about the academics, this, that, and the other? They say, how much is this guy going to cost us? Uh, obviously, this cannot keep going this way. I thought we talked to Jay Billis a couple of days ago. He talked about possibly contracts with buyouts if these guys want to transfer. What, what is the solution to all this? Well, I've said, I've said for the beginning, first of all, it's not NIL. It's pay for play. Sure. So let's call it what it is. Yeah. Everyone is calling it NIL. I mean, yeah. they're full of crap. I mean, it's pay for play. Number two is I do think eventually contracts are the answer, uh, and I and I think there's and the inconsistency of play we're seeing is a byproduct of all this. Because let me ask you this: and you guys have been in this thing forever. You, you got a young player; he's got his workout guy, got his grassroots coach, he's got his parents who think he's a pro. He's got nil. He's got to speak to the collective. Uh, he's got school, hopefully, but I don't know where that fits in. Let me ask, where does winning fit in? Yeah. Where does being a winning player fit in? Where does buying into a role fit in? Uh, so where's the answer? The, look, this is not sustainable. The collectives are not sustainable because you know the people that make these donations aren't getting any tax benefit, really. So there's got to be a solution. I do think that, and, I, and I've said this from the beginning, contracts will, will basically have an impact on the portal. Because the portal is ridiculous. I mean, and and look, look I mean, and, and for this reason, right now they're saying that, you know, first they said one-time transfer. Now they're saying, well, treat treat these kids like any other student. Well, you know, that's great. So now eventually you're going to say treat them like any other student, which is fine. So when so mid, maybe mid-semester transfers are going to come into play. But if we're going to treat them as any other student, then I don't think any other students traveling on, on charter planes, eating at Ruth Chris. Uh, have you know their own dining halls, their own housing, their own academic, you know, counselors, uh, cryotherapy, and and everything else that the athletes get. And I'm all for it. 
but let, let, let's be honest about the thing and say, here's the deal. Uh, and I'll tell you the other thing that's going along with this, and, and I've changed my philosophy on things. You know, everyone says these guys are pros, and you know, this guy's going for this much. And you know, let's face it, it's professional basketball. You know, when, when, when guys you know, don't play well, you know, people say, well, you, know, you can't say anything about them. Well, you know, when guys don't play well, if they're pros, pros, you'd have people saying, you know, this guy didn't play well, and so <laughs> be it. So I think we've got to find a solution. We've got to, we've got to get a, a greater ownership across the board. Now, we got guys coming back across the NIL. The older bigs are coming back because, you know, name, image, likeness. I think the biggest question will be this this spring. Reed Shepard, come back to Kentucky, name, image, and likeness, or, or or pay for play. What is he worth in Kentucky? Oh, a bunch. Yeah. London. He's worth, I mean, did you see the deal, Seth, where the quarterback at Ole Miss has a, uh, charter plane deal now. He has so many hours, hours. On, a, on a private plane. Seriously? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely <laughs> amazing. It, 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 it's, you know what? That guy. But, you know, all those things are fleeting because, you know, Miami got those kids because they had the light wallet thing guy. And then that guy filed bankruptcy. I mean, like, you can't, like, really, really rich people just don't give money away. I mean, unless you got a guy like, you know, at Alabama. This probably he went bankrupt. He went bankrupt. Yeah, supposedly he went bankrupt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> like, like, let me ask you: There's got to be a, a couple big boosters at Alabama that give twenty twenty five million dollars. All right, live off the interest of that. Yeah. That's the way it's sustainable. But like hitting people up every year, well, I, you hit them up for every year. What about naming buildings? What about improving a practice facility? What about building an arena? What about you know? Money that people have to pay to supplement, you know, coaches for TV shows, radio shows, and what you know. So, I mean, there's a lot of things that are going on, and and I do think, and this is where I disagree with Jay Goes. Yeah, he always goes, "Oh, the coaches are always complaining." He, I'm not sure we really understand the job of a coach because it's 12 months, seven days a week, 24 hours a day. You're more than just a basketball coach. Uh, you're a mentor. You're a coach. You're a, an ambassador. You're a fundraiser. You're a, the face of the university. Uh, you're the greatest marketing tool the school has uh, when things are going well and when you're not doing stupid things. Uh, and, you know, they, uh, and you pay the price in terms of pay the price to get to the point where, you know, all these guys are making millions of dollars. Well, they didn't see, see me when I, when I made $4,000 at Virginia, you know, as a graduate assistant. You know, they didn't see me when I was at, you know, Columbia making 1200 and eating clean, lean cuisine every single night, you know, you know, it's it's an earned responsibility, and it is a responsibility to be a head coach. I mean, tremendous responsibility. Someone's entrusting their child in your hands for a very important time of their life. But, you know, we can't just equate that. There's so much more going on, and I have no problem players get, you know, get what they're getting. But let's keep it in perspective. Uh, outside of these seven that will be in the NCAA tournament, that, that no count them, would you say that, Houston's the most consistent because of their defense and and uh, Purdue could get on a roll that got killed last year in the NCAA. Is anybody else you you keep up a lot better than we do? I do. Anybody well, else? UConn you like and Purdue have separate themselves. Purdue, UConn's the monster because they've been they've been banged, UConn, yeah. injured Sorry. all season long and and they're getting better because they got clinging back healthy. Purdue, I still think, is Purdue's a team that can win national championship. Lance Jones, a transfer from Southern Illinois, 
gives him a perimeter defense. Braden Smith's a better defender than people realize, and I think he's one of the top five point guards in the country. I think Duke's getting better. They got a Final Four backcourt. I don't know if Phil Paskin's good enough to help him, but they got a Final Four backcourt. Kind of some outliers. Uh, I think, you know, Iowa State is like Houston 1.0. Uh, very similar. Rebound, defend, physical, a little bit better depth, uh, maybe good. than, 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 uh, than Houston. Illinois, a lot of people like them, and a lot of people that we hang out with like them. I don't, they don't have a point guard. And I think eventually it's going to bite him in the rear. Uh, and then I think the team on the other team on the rise is is Baylor. He's went back to that one one three zone because those two freshmen. He was starting two freshmen. And coach, you know, you you start two freshmen, you're not going to be very good defensively. That's why he's, he's matching up at a one one three game. He's matching yes, up he at is, a one one. Tell you what, and it's a problem. Yeah, it's a problem. He staggers those first two guys, doesn't he? Tandem, first two. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So he keep it off the high post. Yeah, yeah, and then you went back to man to man. So, well, uh, so, before we Barry may have something about court storming. I know, I know, he need. I know you need to go. So Barry, you got you want to give him a court storming? No, no, we don't care about court storming. I want okay, to know. Here's the, here, here, here's the deal. <laughs> give me forty five seconds on the clock. Let the, the visiting team get off the court, and then you know celebrate all you want. Yeah. Uh, are you gonna wear a plaid jacket, Seth? What I want to know. No, we. I am. I'm telling you, I am honoring. I am honoring the Godfather of Alabama basketball on on Saturday with my wardrobe. I, I mean, if there's one thing I'm going to do, is I understand the hierarchy of coaching basketball at Alabama, and the guy needs a statue, and the guy needs to be appreciated. And I, I don't care about anyone else, but I am rolling into Tuscaloosa. Dressed appropriately. <laughs> All, right. All right. Also, how good is it for ESPN that Nick Saban's going to be on game day? Uh, I think he'll enjoy it. He somebody tells me he's up there watching film now, preparing for it for it now. But uh, you know, he's uh, he's he's great for for the game of football. He's great for coaches in general. Uh, that's a, that's a real big hit for for ESPN game day, right? Oh yeah, it's huge. It's, I, I, I'm, I'm going to want to go on a game day just to kind of pick his brain a little bit. But yeah, uh, yeah I mean, look, I mean, best that's ever done it, and uh, you know, and and his approach and his mindset of of accountability in terms of holding guys accountable. That we're missing that in college basketball. Everyone's afraid to coach your team. I'm interested to see how he he talks about that. People are afraid to coach your team because they're worried about the portal. If you worry about coaching your team, that those guys are going to get you fired, and uh, you know that your team's not going to be good enough anyway. Yeah, well, we already talked to Reese. He's he, we know the spot he's taking you. So, uh, you know, well, but where is the statue of Reese on campus? Uh, you know, I was I, I was going to walk campus, you know, on Friday just looking for Reese's statue. So, I, I, I you know, I, I'm I, if you can point me in a direction, that would be I think great. They, I think they melted all statues except Nick Saban. Do you know that <laughs> who is the Reese? Dad and Mark Sears are all from the same area. Who is the most famous? Bustle I'm third. Bustle Shoals. Yeah. yeah. Now, wait, 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 wait. Co Co Coach. Yeah. Those guys, I mean, like, here's the deal. Re who was Reese Davis when you were whooping everyone's tail? <laughs> who was he? He was a thought. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, he was a thought. When you were putting NBA guys in the league every year, I mean, People didn't even know who Reese Davis was. Now you, yeah, you do Reese Davis's job, and you coached 
that team to a gazillion wins. I say, <laughs> Reese Davis is a full step behind you. And <laughs> thank you very crazy. much. I might say it. On, I might say it on the show. By the way, we're gonna give we're gonna we're gonna give you a, f- a full hour next time. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I appreciate you being on. Thank, uh, coach, thank you, coach. I appreciate you. All right, thank, thank you. you. Thank you. There's coach. You're great. He, is great. He, he will have on a plaid coat. You can bet yeah. that. All right. Uh, let's tell him about uh, Bryant Bank before we get to break. Well, Bryant Bank has four locations in Tuscaloosa, and I think those four locations will do the job for you. Not only will you be going into a very nice bank that's, that's well equipped with what you need, but you'll also be seeing a banker that knows the business, and you can. Bank online, uh, accessory uh, accessible to you uh, around the clock. Uh, gives you the freedom and flexibility to bank sort of the way you want to bank. Uh, I think you, the other factor is that you're banking with people that you trust, the people that you know. If there's a problem, then you've got somebody that you can go to. So those four locations are darn important. Uh, in the city of Birmingham, the uh, uh, down in Gulf Shores, they've got banks. Uh, they've got uh, really people who are who are interested in the community. And I think the, uh, the Bryant Bank uh, community service people that uh, that do a lot of mission work for the city of Tuscaloosa look after the city of Tuscaloosa. I just think you know if you if you want to go somewhere where you're comfortable, uh, I can say all this I want to say, but Bryant Bank is the place to go. So. I hope that you'll go by there, visit with the bank, the bank, the head banker there, visit with the people if you need to, whatever. I don't know whether some of you people that are listening to our show have small businesses, and you're, you're darn sure that it doesn't want to be, you know, sometimes they're targeted for fraud attempts, and you, you need to know somebody that's, that's got that completely covered. Paul Jr. knew what he was doing years and years ago, and they do a terrific job now. So go by Bryant Bank. Tell me, heard on inside the locker room. I'd appreciate it. Barry would too. Thank you. All right, uh, we'll take this break. Up on BetU by visiting their website, betu.us. That's bet the letter u.us. This report is sponsored by the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation. You're listening to the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Tide 100.9. Tuscaloosa Toyota. Go to TuscaloosaToyota.com. Josh said they're getting ready to revamp that website. I don't know how they can make it any better, but I guess they're always trying to get better there at Tuscaloosa Toyota. But you can go on the website, look at all the new inventory, the used inventory. You can schedule a service or swing by. Uh, Skyland Boulevard, see David, see Justin. That Grand Highlander is a great new 2024. The, the 2024s are in. And Tuscaloosa Toyota, as Justin always says, they're not in love with any of those cars. They want to move them, and they are having a Record month this month, so the last day get by there today and tell them that uh, Wimp and Barry sent you. All right, um, down to three. Boys, basketball season flies. Uh, I think life's flying by, but down to three games. Obviously, the uh, smaller leagues uh, finish this week and they start their conference tournaments next week. Uh, so, really, uh, March Madness will get going next week with those uh, smaller leagues trying to. Those one big leagues are always fun to watch because of the pressure of those games and those teams trying to get to the big dance. But uh, this weekend, uh, just looking at some of the important games, uh, one here right off the bat, that is Florida 
who I think is a surprise team uh, in the SEC, going to maybe the biggest surprise, South Carolina. Uh, should be a nice matchup there with the Gators and the Gamecocks. Yeah, big game. South Carolina is right there in the hunt. They're not going. I don't think anybody's going to catch Alabama myself, but uh, I think South Carolina's in the hunt because not only do they have Florida, but they have Tennessee at home. Uh, that doesn't mean that they're going to beat Tennessee because Tennessee, because they beat Tennessee originally. But those two games, you know, are good against good. We've got a bunch of that. Uh, and of course, then, then they uh, uh, those two are the most important games they got. And then, of course, Alabama's got Tennessee, and they're in the hunt. And then Tennessee has got Alabama and Kentucky and South Carolina, all three of them. They're in the hunt. So you got the people that are hunting each other, playing each other. It makes it for, if you're a real basketball fan, it really makes it very, very interesting. Uh, uh, South Carolina also, uh, they have to go to Mississippi State, which I think uh, has a shot if they beat South Carolina to be that seven up, which I, I think would be seven teams in the NCAA tournament. So my point in saying all this is that the good teams play all are playing each other towards the end of the season. Yeah, I think Texas A&M, uh, they're on a five-game losing streak. Yeah. So they're, Ole Miss out. They're out. Uh, they're at Georgia. That game doesn't matter. Arkansas's no. at Kentucky. Uh, that game, I mean, I don't think uh, really matters. LSU-Vanderbilt doesn't matter. Uh, this game's interesting. Mississippi State, I think, uh, still clearly on the bubble. Uh, they'll travel over to Auburn. Uh, it'd be a difficult game going on, but they don't need to go there and get blown out. Uh, they have a heartbreaking loss against Kentucky with a with great opportunity that uh, went by, but they're uh, currently looks like six and seven in the league. They don't need to get too far below 500. Uh, is Mississippi State uh, still an NCAA tournament team? I think they are. I think I think they I think they are. I think I think being in a situation where they played South Carolina the last game of the season at home. Uh, could could put them over the top. Now, um, they may not be, but I, I, I just think that you've got an ACC that doesn't have the numbers that they have had. You've got a Big 12 that has more numbers. You've got a Big 10 I don't know about. you go, you got no Pac-12. So I think the chances of, of getting people in uh, a little bit better in, in the SEC than they have been, but... Um, you know, you never know, but I, I think Mississippi State, which is number about number seven now, I don't have it right in front of me. Is up is are the ones that are going to get in. You you, uh, you hear some people who say nine last night he said nine, maybe ten. Who? Uh, uh, what's his name said that nine, maybe uh, ten. There ain't no way. Uh, Tennessee's in, Alabama's in, South Carolina's in, that's three, Florida's four, Kentucky's five, Auburn's six. Uh, from there, you got Mississippi State, possibly seven, and then, um, you know, Ole Miss is maybe on the bubble A&M, but uh, LSU's not, Georgia's not, Arkansas's not, Vanderbilt, there's no way. There may be seven uh, in this deal. Alabama, Tennessee, squarely. Tied there at twelve and three. South Carolina now is eleven and four. Florida ten and five. Kentucky ten and five. Auburn uh, ten and five. I, don't, I think Auburn will win uh, the rest of their games, uh, and so they'll probably end this, finish this thing thirteen and five. Um, we'll see what uh, kind of attention Bruce Pearl brings or gets. They got to go to Missouri. I think you're right. That 
you're not ready to go, that could be a difficult game. Surely Missouri's not going to go 0-18. Uh, they'll get somebody, won't they? Uh, <laughs> oh, I hope they do. The guy's done a good job. He, 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 he kept his cool. I mean, a good job. He's done. They lost a lot of people. Of course, one of the coaches got cancer, and and uh, it's, it's been a, a terrible, tough year for him. And they 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 playing their they're playing their fannies off, and just can't win. So I I, I think I'm saying a good job. I think he has that. Didn't, the record at Missouri is terrible, but I think he's done worked hard. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but it should be uh, should be a fun weekend here in Tuscaloosa. We'll see. Uh, the baseball team's headed out to Texas uh, to play uh, three important games there. But uh, here, the game day deal is at 11, so hopefully there'll be a good crowd in there. I'm sure they're working on campus to try to get students out there uh, for that. Somebody will get to shoot it. Uh, Justin, maybe that's you. You could shoot a half-court shot for 19,000. Uh, can you make a half court shot for nineteen thousand? I've made a half court shot every now and then. You, know. <laughs> you, could, you just got to make one. All right, uh, all right. We'll take this last break. We'll squeeze in a phone call to two zero five three four two nine nine zero four. Will they storm the court if they beat Tennessee, Justin? No, no, that's not a big deal. It's not Alabama football, but it's still Alabama, and we, and we don't storm. The we court. don't storm the court. Uh, why is that? We could probably have a whole show about uh, <laughs> ethics. Do you think if that Auburn-Alabama football game on the last play of the game was in Bryant-Diddy Stadium and they threw that touchdown to end the game, would they have stormed the field then? I really don't think so. I've been a student in some pretty big games here at Alabama. Typically, I sit at the very front of the student section, three rows back maybe. There's never even been an, a slight urge to run onto the field. I know that's a different moment in the Iron Bowl and to win the game, fourth and 31. I really don't think so. Okay, there you go. All right, we'll take this last break. That's a tide 100.9 and 12.30 a.m. WTBC. It's the home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. Tuscaloosa traffic now from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center. Our delays that we had a little bit earlier this morning do seem to be moderating now as we really aren't seeing a whole lot to get excited about on the traffic board, which is always good news if you're coming in from Northport along Erling Wallace, crossing over the uh, Hugh Thomas Bridge up to Jack Warner and University or back to posted speeds there. Same story on 2059 from Foster's on out to Cottondale. With your Tuscaloosa traffic now, I'm Ray Romero. Go inside the Alabama Crimson Tide with the Gary Harris Show. Hey, everybody, it's Gary Harris coming up Thursday morning at 9 a.m. I'm going to have my pal Jess Beagle on to talk some ball. And also, I'm working on getting a uh, Division One head football coach that's got ties to West Alabama to be a guest. We'll be working on that, taking your phone calls and more on the Gary Harris Show Thursday morning. Money back guarantee. Text support to 511-511. Morning kick. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Tax fees may apply. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. The weather cool and dry today. The sky partially sunny, the high 55. Tonight becoming cloudy, a chance of some light rain after midnight, the low 44. Tomorrow a cloudy and cool day with occasional rain. Tomorrow's high at 56. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 41 degrees in Tuscaloosa. 
You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry. Only on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. All right, uh, Dad, uh, obviously Reitzel uh, have been out. Uh, Devin Cosby's played a little better. He played this much, actually. Um, but he comes in and plays 16 minutes, makes five threes. Um, you got, you're got you trying to get Reitzel back. Uh, coach keeps acting like he's close, and then he doesn't play. I think those head injuries, uh, they maybe practice and then see how they are. They're fine. They're fine. Uh, the right, was fine, but but these they, the kid that from Texas, uh, uh, the, the guard um, that nobody uh, you know talks about quite as much. Uh, Griffith, Griffin. Uh, when you when you got Griffith and Cosby and Sears and Estrada, the Cosby, you're in great. I don't want to knock anybody's hurt, but you're not going to find four guys that are shooting the basketball that well. They just if you when you recruit, you got to recruit shooters. You have to. And uh, I recruited some shooters, and some I, I thought were so good in the city of Birmingham that I I wanted to sign them, and they were good, but they weren't what you call shooters all the time. But uh, this group is re- really can shoot. I don't, the thing about Alabama is that regardless, they never get too far behind. Well, I think uh, they never get too far behind. I don't. I wish I could coach the way Nate Oates does. Uh, when those guys are missing threes, he tells them to keep taking them. Uh, they just keep – I think they started out, they were shooting, I don't know, 7 or 8%. Uh, but they just – they don't ever lose their confidence, and he never loses their confidence in them and just tells them, keep firing them. And, uh, and in the second half, all of a sudden, boom, they caught fire. They end up making 15 threes last night. You go 15 for 37. That's 40%. Uh, well, just, you know, your personnel-wise, there's no comparison to two teams. But, but you know, they did that. And, and uh, it all, uh, all comes back to selection. Uh, that's the point. Your, your ability to recruit the players that you want to feel like can play for you. I don't know what kind of money goes down a lot more than when I was doing it, but everybody has it. But the the ability to evaluate uh, has been the, the real plus. They you know <coughs> lets them play the way they like to play. Well, because uh, I thought I thought that technical might backfire on him last night, but uh, it didn't. Um, and so he gets a he gets a lot of technicals, but uh, I think he he stays fiery over on the sideline. So it seems to be. Working out. All right, it should be a fun uh, weekend, but we'll talk more about it tomorrow. We'll also talk with Austin Grammer from ACA tomorrow. They're in the state championship uh, tomorrow. Austin uh, is a guy coached over at ACA. Great guy. done an absolutely great job under a pretty difficult situation. So look forward to visiting with him. Also, we'll have Coach Sonny Smith on tomorrow at 8.15. That's it for today's show. Keep it locked in for the Gary Harris Show is next. This is a tide. 100.9 and 12:30 a.m. WTBC. It's the home of Alabama sports. Have a great day, everybody.